special treat for you. Tell me you've heard this. Is it Stapleton? Yep. You know what it is? heard this. The medically supervised program keeps you accountable, keeps you losing weight. You know, when you want to get out there and lose those LBs, it's not easy to do all on your own. And I know that uh, firsthand because I've tried a bunch of different ways. So being a part of a system, meeting with the doctor every week, seeing the nurses, stepping on the futuristic scale, just being a part of that whole process helps me and helps a lot of people lose that weight you never thought you could. They've got locations in South Tampa, Brandon, Lutz, and Clearwater. So hopefully there's one near you and they want to give Bone listeners a free assessment. If you go to startmedi.com slash 1025, it's startmedi.com slash 1025. You can go right in there, put your information in or call 877-MED-LOSS. Now they do accept some insurances, so make sure you check to see if they accept yours. If you make the call, let them know you heard John Sending talking about it on Drew Garabo Live. You know, it's easy to get caught up in the Tom Brady hype and just feel as if the Buccaneers are destined for glory forever. But I, I think that the, the hardcore Bucks fans, uh, you know, they don't want this to just be a, a phase of greatness. They want to know that the future is safe. And at least right now, the future of the Buccaneers is former Florida Gators quarterback Kyle Trask. And according to reports, he is making the best of his backup role for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially this last week, reported to have outstanding practices, throwing multiple touchdowns and reading routes correctly in one play that was highlighted by the Buccaneers on Twitter. Trask threw a great corner route to uh, pass to tight end Tanner Hudson for a touchdown. Uh, Bruce Arians has been very complimentary of the rookie quarterback for his throws and decision-making, but really isn't it most important uh, to find out what the GOAT Tom Brady thinks of the young buck Kyle Trask? Yes. Yeah, Kyle's done a great job. Um, from the day that he got here, he's a very hard worker. Clyde works extremely hard with him to get him ready to go. Um, Kyle's out here early, stays late, uh, works with the younger guys, so all the things that you're you know, really looking for in a young player. You know, this has got to be a huge priority in your life. You know, if you want to be doing this job for a long time, you got to make it a huge priority. And there's no 
you know, you really don't know what you don't know at this point. You know, you're one year in or two years in or three years in or five years in. And someone who's 22 years in, I knew what I knew at five years in is very different than what I knew at year 10. What I, very different than how I feel now. Is Tom Brady in a much, much, much better place to be a mentor than he was during the Jimmy G phase? And oh, maybe yeah. and maybe Jimmy G was too aggressive, and maybe it had a lot to do with Belichick. But uh, if you don't know, there was drama with the backup quarterback so strong in New England that they pretty much depending on who you believe, had to send Jimmy G away uh, so that he wouldn't bother Tom or threaten. Here, obviously, as Tom winds down his career, do you think it's it's a player like Kyle Trask and a coach, or is it more about Tom just being in a better place uh, as he's gotten older to be that mentor and be there for a young guy? Probably all of that, but but you couldn't have any of it without Tom being in the right place to be a mentor. Yeah, I can't, and, and this doesn't apply uh, to this conversation, but I'm very curious to go through the season and listen to everything Tom says, because if you remember, uh, he did that episode of The Shop on HBO where he pretty much said everything he says, if not the majority of what he says, is a lie just to mess with other teams and to make people think that he thinks players are great when they're actually not great at all. So it's going to be interesting as we go through and we'll have audio all throughout the season. Also, uh, Stephen Che from Barstool Sports will be making his return uh, to Drew Garabo live tomorrow. We'll talk everything Buccaneers and get ready for what hopefully is the first preseason game of the year. Um, Bruce and everybody seems to be a little concerned uh, with Fred coming through, but... Everything that I'm seeing, uh, no plans of major development with Tropical Storm Fred. Uh, If anything changes, we'll keep you abreast here. Uh, Maybe a little wind and rain for the game, but I don't know if there's any concerns of a game not happening in Tampa Bay. Right. The eviction moratorium. So the the story was is that a lot of people were going to uh, were going to be evicted. People that couldn't have been evicted because of the CDC's eviction moratorium. Uh, So it expired at the end of July. The CDC came out two days later, well, three, depending on how you look at it, and renewed it on August 3rd. So those three days were kind of mysterious. And now ABC Action News is speaking to people who were evicted in those three days. That's bad timing. Uh, But attorneys say it wasn't enough time for the proper eviction process to take place. Now, I will be honest. According to their their investigation, it's not that crazy. We'd have to know more about other counties. Uh, Pretty much 90 people were evicted in Pinellas County, and it looks like... uh, just a few, four or five, evicted in Hillsborough County. But um, it's going to be very interesting to see if the law is willing to hold up these evictions because during those days, what else were you to do? Did you think that people who haven't been able to collect rent for all of those months and months and months weren't going to be ready at the drop of a dime to get people evicted so that they could get people in there who will who will pay rent? I think it's great you want to take care of people who are having a hard time with their income, but you also have to take care of the people who get their income from renting out properties. Yeah, it's just everything is relative. And just because you are the, uh, you know, renter and not the or the, the landlord and not the renter, that doesn't mean that your life doesn't come with its own problems and, and you don't have your own issues if the money's not coming in the door. So it's easy to say, oh, you've got all these properties. You don't have much to worry about. But if nobody's paying for them. Then, then what the hell are you even doing? And are exactly. you not just as poor as the person who can't pay the rent? Bingo. And why is that person protected and, and others aren't? You're asking all the right questions. 
So, uh, you know, our wedding was very, very low key. There were no, uh, there were no invitations. There was no hullabaloo. There were very basic pictures taken. Uh, but if I were going to go through the entire process of sending out invitations and everything that comes along with it, I don't know that I'd go this vulgar, but, but it's being called rude and tacky. I kind of like it. An American couple has gone viral uh, for for their for their wedding invitation. Let me read uh, to you everything it says. The headline reads: "S, you need to know." And nothing is. I'm going to <laughs> self edit, but nothing is edited out in the actual invitation. All right. S, you need to know. Starting at the top, children leave leave your little S at home. Oh. We want to get effed up. We will turn you away if you bring your kids. Okay. Hotels, Google it, you lazy F. Parking, follow the effing directions we gave you, dumbass. Questions, check the effing website. Dress code, wear whatever the F you want. Go butt effing naked for all we care. Dietary requirements, eat what, you, eat what you're given, you fat F. Is there a line between being too vulgar and too... Like, can that be funny still? Yeah, I mean, it's their day. They can be whatever the way they want. But if I get an invite like that, I'll be like, enjoy your special day, dickface. So they posted it on the unidentified couple, uh, posted it on Reddit and also uh, gave some of the responses they received from their guest. Uh, one of the guests saying so much cringe, trying far too hard to be cool. You guys are trying far too hard to be cool. And uh, the... Uh, the couple's grandmother, one of the, or the bride's grandmother, uh, said that it looks like you're hosting a trashy s show. Just sending that to your grandma. Once you think about it, granny, yeah. uh, that that does seem uh, poor form. It seems it seems a little questionable. Yep. Uh, Skip Bayless, we don't talk about him often. I think he's he's the villain, right? Of of uh, sports analyst. That's almost the role that he embraces. He's the heel. He, he's the bad guy. Yeah. He's the heel. Well, we talked about uh, quickly talked about hard knocks earlier and how they are focusing on um, on the Dallas Cowboys. I have to say, Mike McCarthy, the most boring human being ever. Why would you would choose to do hard knocks uh, around a team with a coach that is so boring? He barely speaks, and when he does, it, it's as if he barely cares. I know that he had a run with the Packers, and maybe he's good, but he's boring. Uh, and Skip Bayless, you don't hear it in this clip, but he had a problem with the fact that Mike McCarthy is fat, is a little plus size. Oh, my. Uh, and said that he wouldn't want his coach, which I think he's a Cowboys fan, if he was a player, to be hefty. And the, the I guess you call her the host, right? She's the moderator and host. When yeah. you've got these shows like Undisputed and First Take, uh, Molly's on ESPN, they kind of keep the peace and set up the segments. Well, she has a problem with Skip uh, making the comments about Mike McCarthy, and I love a nice off-the-rails beef on live television, oh, yeah. and we definitely got a little bit of it here with uh, Jenny Taft and Skip Bayless. Well, I don't think that's a fair shot. Is either. everyone that's who's a opinion. good coach yeah. as fit as you, mm. Skip? Mm. I don't think that's a fair shot whatsoever. Uh, I wouldn't want, I said it was a personal preference, I've and I wouldn't want him to be my head coach. That have not had the yeah. perfect ideal physique, including yeah. my college coach. Mm. So I don't think that's a fair mm. shot. Okay. And I'm allowed Next. to have an opinion, yep. Skip. I am allowed mm-hmm. to say whatever okay. I want to say on this show, okay, as you do too. We're Bruce Broussard will join us uh, and react no. to Westbrook's yeah, comment, and maybe I have no. more to say. <laughs> yes. Next. Yes. I have to say, the most telling part of that is, is he's a schmarmy dick always. Oh, yeah. But how he leans over when she says, I can say whatever I want. And he says, no. 
that I'm surprised he's not getting more heat for that because he is straight up telling this woman who is not who is not an analyst per se, but that she can't have an opinion on the show. I'm surprised more people haven't sunk their teeth into this and uh, been pissed off by by the way he acts. But I guess it's par for the course. It is shocking to me that he continues to make himself more and more unlikable. Yeah. And he took a pay cut. You know, they, ESPN wanted him back. Oh. They wanted a reunion with Stephen A. Smith, and he took a pay cut uh, to, to hang with Shannon Sharp. He, I guess, Ugh. likes working with him better than, uh, than Stephen A. Ugh. So uh, this ties directly to a story that we talked about yesterday during It's Okay, It's Not Okay. Not that actual story, but we said, is it okay or not okay yeah. to let your significant other go find sex if they can't get it? In the house with right. you or however it may break down. Well, if this next story is your other option, maybe it's best to let them go elsewhere because an Arkansas man is accused of shooting his wife after an argument about sex. Police say the 30 year old Fayetteville man and his wife began fighting Tuesday evening because he hadn't allowed her to take their car in the afternoon. And then they argued about her refusing to have sex with him when he requested the woman told police her husband grabbed a gun and pulled the trigger while pointing it at her head, but the safety stopped him from firing. As she walked past him to leave the room, uh, the woman said her husband pulled the trigger again and this time shot her in the head. Can I just say, I grew up my whole life believing that if you got shot in the head, you were dead. The more terrible stories I read and things that I see, you can be shot in the head and, and be okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay is a stretch. Uh, but bleeding, try it. Yeah, bleeding from her head, the woman went to another apartment uh, for help, and her neighbor called 911. Uh, the woman was taken to a local hospital after police and medics arrived, but the husband was no longer uh, in in the apartment. Uh, the man is in jail now uh, of suspicion of domestic battery, tampering with physical evidence, and uh, attempted murder. <laughs> just have just. Go find it somewhere else. Right. Don't shoot somebody in the head. Yeah, the, the, that should be your uh, should be your last. Shouldn't even be on the table. No, you, you'd think not. Right. Uh, Ron DeSantis trying to find his way amongst the resurgence of COVID uh, in the state of Florida. And every day, it's it's you know it's the argument about the ventilators, it's the masks in school. At least this tone seems to be more helpful with the people that are actually sick. Because no matter what. You may think or not think there are people sick and they're, and they're in the hospital. So this plan goes in line with trying to help them. Ron DeSantis is launching a rapid response unit for Regeneron, a COVID-19 treatment to reduce likelihood of hospitalizations. The governor said the data shows the monoclonal, monoclonal yep. uh, antibody treatment would help patients in high-risk categories. DeSantis said the overwhelming majority of COVID hospital admissions have been among the unvaccinated, though there are breakthrough cases of COVID-19. He said that hasn't been seen in widespread vaccination, having a limited effects on the waves of infections. And I want to stick with that general theme because I think it's safe to say we have a an underlying beef between the vaccinated and unvaccinated. Uh, it could just be my opinion. Of course it is. It seems as if the vaccinated have deep hatred uh, for the unvaccinated. Yeah. And I don't know how you qualm that vibe, uh, but our president spoke a short time ago, and I won't necessarily say that that's what he's doing here. All right. Before I begin, let me say a few words about... High energy, by the way. The pandemic. The uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated. I know there are a lot of people out there trying to turn a public safety measure, that is children wearing masks in school so they can be safe into a political dispute. And that this isn't about politics. 
This is about keeping our children safe. I saw a video and reports from a Tennessee uh, of protesters threatening doctors and nurses were before school board making the case that to keep kids safe, there should be mandatory masks. And as they walked out, these doctors were threatened. These nurses were threatened. And our healthcare workers are heroes. They were the heroes when there was no vaccine. Many of them gave their lives trying to save others. And they're heroes again with the vaccine. They're doing their best to care for the people refusing to get vaccinated. I mean, I guess there's a lot of factual stuff in there. I sure. just, I just think there can be other problems, and maybe we can't tackle any other problems until the virus is under control. But I think pitting two sections of society against each other more than they already are, uh, we would try to find ways to qualm that. But maybe there's just no, uh, maybe there's no way around it. The truth, <sighs> the truth just happens uh, to be something that's going to make people not like each other yeah i googled this morning the uh the spanish influenza and how that came to an end uh, don't do that okay it, it, it's just gonna scare the hell out of okay don't don't, don't don't do it 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 i did uh kind of uh, another uh, revisit on an it's okay it's not okay from last week when we talked about okay or not okay to duct tape a passenger to their seat in an airline well what if that passenger is a 13-year-old who's mad at his mom. No. Well, flight attendants have once again resorted to duct tape, restrain an unruly passenger. The 13-year-old boy on an American Airlines flight, uh, as, a, as, a, as another family member, punched a win- window. The teen threw a tantrum and fought with his mother aboard the American uh, Airlines flight. The boy acted up on the Airbus A321 about an hour into the flight, which took off at 1244. Video posted uh, shows masked passengers helping the crew restrain the wild adolescent. One flight attendant is seen scurrying up the aisle with a roll of gray duct tape. The flight had to be diverted to Honolulu, where the boy was taken into custody. Duct tape was also used in two other recent airline incidents. What they, the hell is they, going on? They got to take that off the table. Well, would it, I mean, would zip ties be better? Yeah, I, I think a zip tie where you can at least restrain their hands is more humane than duct tape. Yeah, something just about duct tape. It feels as if they're not prepared. When you right. use duct tape, it feels like you didn't have the tools to do something better than that. Correct. I think you're right. Uh, and lastly, just kind of, I don't know what people's uh, coffee orders are like out there, but the the head coach of the Detroit Lions uh, last week. Told a little bit about his Starbucks order, and it sent the internet into a tizzy, and now people are attempting to try it themselves, and it's almost killing people. So first, let me play the clip of Dan Campbell of the Lions explaining what he... I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. 